everybody. Welcome to another episode of Head Kicks and Haymakers. I am Bodkins, and of course, with me is my main man, Wit. Wit, what is up, my man? Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to the, the newest addition to my uh, cup noodle family. We got spicy shrimp. Try it out. <laughs> <laughs> Wit, before we uh, before we get into uh the power our our uh, pound for pound list uh dana white offered up uh two huge fights uh the first one is man i mean 299 with i don't know if you've looked at that card but jesus that card is amazing and to add to it he has our guy benoit saint denis versus dustin poirier in a five round co-main event and then on ufc 300 uh he announced it will be charles Oliveira versus uh, <clears throat> Armin Sarukian, uh, winner will face uh, Islam later this year. Now, Islam has come out and said it's going to be him and Gaethje this summer. And then at MSG, he wants to fight uh, the winner of this fight. So, uh, but let's get to Dana's business first. I mean, let's look at 299. Just, you know, we'll, we'll preview this card as a whole when it gets there, but I, uh, What's your thoughts on just the the, the announcement itself, BSD uh, versus, uh, you know, Dustin Diamond Poirier? I mean, for real, dog. Like, I don't know what we're going to do following this when Dana White likes to put the dynamite in the front of the mine shaft, if you will, eh? because this is, a, this is pretty much front-loading us for the rest of the year. Now, Dustin Poirier coming off of that tough loss, the Gaethje and everything, you know, I like Dustin Poirier, and I'm looking forward for him to to making a conservative comeback, so to speak, in this ride. Now, don't get me twisted, because we saw, we talked about it, we watched Benoit Saint Denis take out his last opponent easily. It seemed like, and I'm talking when I say easy, I'm not talking like regularly easy. Nah, there was absolutely no competition when it came to Benoit Saint Denis. So. Like at this point in time in his career, we're getting ready to see him to make that ascent or that possible ascent into title contention. And you got to take on somebody right there at the top, just like uh, Justin Gaethje. So, of course, when I'm thinking about uh, what the TKO of Frivola, like that was a that was rather, you know, what's what's a good word? It, it, it was, I was looking for more. Yeah, it was rather quick. I was looking for more from that fight. I didn't get to see all of the bag of Justin Gaethje at that time. I mean, not Justin Gaethje, but uh, Manuel Saint-Denis at the time. But when it happened, of course, you know what I'm saying, he ended it with a leg kick, with a, with a leg kick straight to the dome. Just, Dustin Poirier is going to have to be on defense for everything when it comes to this one. And you know the diamond don't play. So I'm looking for this one to be a head banger for sure, especially since we're talking five rounds in a co-main event. I'm looking forward to that one for sure. Yeah, I think, the, hey, get the fireworks ready for that one because, I mean, a huge jump for B, uh, BSD is what I'm going to start calling him because, man, number 12, he's ranked number 12, and, you know, Poirier is all the way at the top at number three. And kudos to Dustin Poirier for not squatting on his spot. Uh, you know, he's fighting, so he's fighting way down and giving this up-and-comer a shot, you know, Poirier's, I think he's trying to show, hey, bring on the best up-and-comer. I'm still top dog in this division. And against a guy like that uh, who, I mean, he could be a new boogeyman of this division. If he can go, if BSD goes out there and knocks out Dustin Poirier, man, he could jump, he would jump the ranks uh, very high. 
Uh, and kudos to Charles Oliver for doing the same thing. He could have sat and waited and said, you know, I, I should be next for the title. And now he's fighting down uh, in the rankings as well. We know Charles is uh, number one and he's fighting Armin, who's number four. Uh, and we just saw Armin Sarukian just knock out uh, Benil Dariush uh, in about 30 seconds time frame too. So, uh, you know, winner gets the fight. Uh, both of both guys fought Islam once and lost. Uh, Armin's fight was really close to uh, – on took him on short notice and took Islam – gave everything Islam he could handle. So uh, yeah. I like that fight at 300 too. Dana said uh, he is going to announce – he said just I got to update uh, within the next hour. So maybe we might be on the first on air still. Uh, but he said he'll announce the, the first title fight for UFC 300. So yeah. that will be interesting to see on there. I think it's going to be Leon versus Bilal. Uh, would be my guess, but we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm definitely behind you with this one, bro. It's going to be one of those years, man, where I think we talked about it uh, last week, where it's a possibility that these titles could change hands, maybe once, maybe even twice. But it's uh, but it's it's starting off with a bang when we talk about 299. You got 300 lined up to be another one where we're going to somehow, some way, put some title contention in that one. I, I I don't I don't know where we could go from here, bro, because we already hit it up, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, and, and kudos to and Charles and and Dustin for fighting down here and and taking you know risking their spots. Um, and, and this is good for this sport. It's injecting new life. I feel like Charles, Dustin, Gaethje, uh, they've been at the top of this you know lightweight division for the last three or four years. So it's time to finally start getting some of these new guys. Uh, some new faces up in that top five division, but they got to beat the old guard first. Can the new guard beat the old guard? And we'll find out. <clears throat> yeah, man, definitely, man. And, and you know, Dustin, I mean, excuse me, not Dustin, but Benoit Santini is not to be slept on. Now, every everybody knows me. I do a little video gaming, okay? If you do Red Dead Redemption 2 and you go to Saint-Denis, it's a dangerous place. It's real New Orleans. Like, I'm really somehow putting this in there just because when you look at his last what five fights he's taking everybody out and one of the things that i always mention in mma especially in the ufc you got to stay busy his last three fights really he's been taking all all the competition so this one going at the top somewhere at the top of the rankings when you're fighting up like you said uh you got gate well you got gaethje fighting uh, gaethje but you got poirier fighting down i think this is going to be one of those ones where especially if uh Benoit comes out with uh, a really convincing victory we're going to see him jumping up in that top uh five six seven spot real easy yeah uh, yeah he yeah I mean if he beats Poirier and we'll 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 just talk about that uh when those cards get there I just wanted to get your thought initial thoughts on the just the fights itself being a being announced uh let's go ahead and get it we'll jump into our uh pound for pound rankings I know you said uh, you had yours, but uh, the, the list got washed away at work. Oh, oh, man, I'll give out I'll give out my pound for pound list. I'm gonna start mm -hmm. with the we'll start. I'm gonna start with the women. I'm gonna go ten to one. Right. Uh, if you if you want to uh, you know say anybody's difference name or, or chime in, uh, number ten. I know she, she was struggling uh, earlier in the year, but her last she had a huge win her last time out. Uh, and I, that's none other than Jessica Andrade. She just knocked out her last fight, uh, knocked out Mackenzie Dern. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I put Andrade at 10 uh, just because she's still tough and can be right there. Uh, my number nine, 
is none other than uh, Jan Shaunin uh, is my number nine on my oh, pound yeah. for pound. Uh, she's right there. She's getting ready to fight for the uh, straw weight title. Uh, she's probably number two. She yeah, she's number two ranked in the start uh, in the, and she's got a fight coming up too. Uh, remember, she just beat Andrade actually last time out. So uh, waiting to see what they're gonna do with her. Whether she's gonna get the title fight uh, against Wei Li. So uh, should be her or Tatiana Suarez. And uh, my number eight fighter. She's hurt right now, uh, but or she probably be fighting for the oh, vacant bantamweight title. Uh, I got Juliana Pena at number eight. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, my number seven is uh, this girl will be, uh, I believe, the uh, future. Oh, the future Bantam, our future flyweight uh, title holder, uh, and that's none other than Aaron Blanchfield at number seven. They got to figure out this Valentina Alexa Grasso scenario first. Uh, right. Aaron Blanchfield actually is getting ready to fight um, Manuel Ferro uh, for a number one contender spot. So I love Aaron Blanchfield. She's on an absolute tear. Uh, I believe she's probably a future flyweight champion. Uh, speaking of future champions, I just mentioned her. Uh, my number six women's fighter is none other than Tatiana Suarez. Uh, she is should be getting ready. She needs maybe one more win, or maybe they just go ahead and do her and uh, Zhang Wei Li uh, is Tatiana Suarez coming back uh, off of uh, some layoff time, and she's won her last two fights. Right. Um, my number five fighter is in Bellator, and that's other than uh, Chris Cyborg. She's oh. my number, she is my number five uh, women's title. Looks like, who knows, she's got a boxing match next. Then maybe she'll get back into the MMA. But uh, I got – Chris Cyborg. Number four is the former uh, women's flyweight champion, and that's Valentina Shevchenko. I got uh, the bullet at number four. Uh, I believe that, uh, you know, she could have been, you know, she could be the flyweight champion again right now if there wasn't that t awful 10-8 round um, that they gave uh, they gave Grasso uh, in a robbery. Okay, okay. Uh, my, my number three women's fighter is – and maybe she's higher, but maybe I'm just too high on her. I love her to death. Kayla Harrison uh, from the PFL. Maybe she's going to fight Cyborg. Maybe she'll come. I hope she comes to the UFC and can get into the uh, – if she can drop down and figure it out uh, and fight at 135 for Bantamweight instead of 145 at Featherweight. Uh, Got to figure that out, how to lose that extra 10 pounds. I know it's tough to do, not saying, you know, but whatever. Uh, number two is the current uh, strawweight or flyweight champion, and that is none other than Alexa Grasso. You beat Valentina Shevchenko not once but twice. Yeah. Number two, and uh, my number one pound for pound uh, fighter, saying Wei uh, Wei Li, and the women's uh, women's uh, due to uh, Wei Li's the only person she can lose that she loses to is uh, uh, Rose. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's the only person she ever loses to. Uh, so I got them. I mean, I could have put Rose at 10. I thought about so honorable mention to to one thug Rose. I thought about putting her. She was kind of right there. But uh, Wei Lee is my women's pound for pound champion. I like that right there, man. You got John Wei Lee, uh, rightfully so, when you pretty much 
take out one of the best in the division probably to ever do it. I mean, you got to give her a lot of credit on that one. Um, you know, somebody that keeps on popping up in, in you know, conver- conversations all the time, especially as like, you know, number one, two pound for pound. You got John Wei Lee in there. You got Yonjo. What is it? John, what is it? I can't ever say the name right. <laughs> Zhao Shao Nin. Yeah, Zhao Shao yep. Nin. Yeah, she's number, she's number nine. Yep. I, I like her. I like her right there somewhere to the bottom. She always holds it down in all of the fights. Somebody I want to throw in there that, that, you know, it's another name that would probably be in that seven, eight, nine uh, area for me. And this is, in, you know, you, you're pretty heavy on this one as far as, like, your knowledge. Um, right now, Bellator's champ, Liz Carmouche. And Liz Carmouche had a good had a good run in UFC. Of course, she took some losses. She just yeah. won, um, you know, against Lima. What is that? Yeah, Lima Lee McFarlane. Then uh, she is currently the Bellator champ, uh, but she last fought in October. Um, so we got to throw her in there somewhere. And then one name I kept thinking about just a little higher. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of different. But you know, hey, you know, Valentina Shevchenko. You look, you know, when when you got when you got going on, what you going on when you going against Alexa Grasso? You know, yeah, I got Valentina at four. I got yeah, Valentina yeah. at four. When you, when you got Alexa Grasso and Valentina right there on top of each other, man. I mean, you know, you 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 got you got the right idea when it comes to rankings, man. So I I really can't argue with this one. You know, you, you got them pretty much put in the right direction. You got Cyborg in there. That was that's a wild card. I actually have written down, so I'm glad you included her. You, you gotta you gotta throw Cyborg. She is a legend. Um, somebody else I had to you know want to make sure we got in there. Uh, Blanchfield, isn't it Blanchfield? Blanchfield. Yeah, oh, Aaron yeah. Blanchfield. Aaron Blanchfield. Yep. I love Aaron Blanchfield. Um, definitely a heavy hitter. One of those young ladies who, hey, look, you know, the last time. She could be a future champion. I, I think she could be future, she could be champion maybe at the end of this year by the end of this year. I was watching uh I was watching that back on uh you know on the 26th in August, and I was like, you know, hey, you know, when you win like that and unanimous decision, I gotta I gotta throw her kudos. So keep an eye out for Aaron Blanchfield in the future, raised walking her way up on your pound for pound list. But man, I, I think I think you get pretty you, this is like a, a B plus list right here, Bakins. I, 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 you know, hey, we passing right now. You know, flying colors. Okay, all right, appreciate it, appreciate it. All right, let's get into uh, my other lit. Here's the, we'll get into the men's. Oh, wait, this is what we talking uh, about. Number ten, we, we bread our butter right here. Number <laughs> ten, uh, belt to me, belt tour PFL's best fighter, uh, Patchy Mix. Patchy Nix at number at number ten. I think he's their best fighter. Uh, so I put him at number ten, um, and then I get to uh, he's their bantamweight uh, the bantamweight champion. Uh, number nine, Alexander Pantoja, uh, the current flyweight champion of the UFC. I like him at nine. Number eight is uh, I got Izzy, the former middleweight champion of the world. Uh, obviously, coming off the loss of Sean Strickland. Uh, speaking of Sean Strickland, I have Sean Strickland at seven um, because he is the middleweight champion of the world. Seven. Uh, number six, I got Sugar Sean O'Malley, the current bantamweight champion of the world. Um, I got him at six. Uh, numbers five is uh, Leon Edwards. 
Okay. Uh, I got Leon, the current uh, welterweight champion, uh, at number five. Number four, I have Alex Piera, uh, current former middleweight champion, current light heavyweight champion, at number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, I have uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, for, for mm-hmm. current featherweight champion, just you know fought at uh, at lightweight. Uh, you know, his two times ago, uh, you know, twice last year, obviously right. fell short uh, to Islam. And that's who I got at number two. I have Islam Makachev at number two. And I know he may or may not fight this year uh, or it's not on the books yet, but or, and he's injured. But I still got I got John Jones as number one. Um, I am a little bit upset at myself here. I did not have I I don't know why I didn't think of it. I, I think it's because I wanted to put Bellator a Bellator fighter on my list. Right. I don't have Tom Aspinall, so I'm a little mad at myself. Tom Aspinall, yeah, Tommy, uh, yeah. But I got John Jones as number one. Uh, but honorable mention Tom Aspinall and honorable mention to uh, uh, Demetrius Johnson. I just think DJ is done fighting, so I didn't want to put him on the list. Um, but. Uh, Yes, yeah, so number one though is still John Jones and honorable mentions. I got uh, my guy Tom Aspinall, and uh, you could even throw in Max Holloway as an honorable mention as well. I mean, men's is tough; it's tough. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I got uh, Jones one, Islam two, Volk three, Alex Pierre four, Leon five, uh, Sean O'Malley six, uh, Sean Strickland seven, Izzy eight, Alexander Pantoja at nine, and then Patchy Mix at uh, ten. All right, man. I'm going to go ahead and throw your bone with this one. You got, in my mind, for active fighters, you got two through four right. Um, if if we took, if we were to take Jones out and we were to do Makachev and then, of course, Volk, then Piera, that would be like the guys who've been busy this year at one, two, and three. Now, my surprise was you got Sean Strickland at like, what, eight? At seven. Seven? Okay. Everybody knows it's a possibility that Sean Strickland won that one on a farce, but I, I do I do get if you got Izzy, if you if you got Izzy at, at in the at, I got Izzy at eight, you gotta put the guy who beat him higher. I oh I was I was I would have I would have put and this is just me because Izzy did beat uh Piera, so I would have put him at maybe six and still put Strickland right behind him. That's just me. You yes, would yes. so you would have put Strickland below below Izzy, even though he, even though he beat him, they fought each him. other. Wait, I can't do that by logic. You can't. I can't do that. But he beat Piero. He beat Piero. That's that's a, that's the, he, he 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 slayed the boogeyman. He did. He did. But I mean, Piero went on to win the went on to win. You know, light heavyweights. Yeah. Right. He did. So that's that, why. That's, that's why Piero is so high on my list. He. He carried two weight divisions. You know what I mean. Thank pound for pound, is this, if we all drop, if they were all the same weight, same, who would win in these fights? Um, so I, I, I got, uh, yeah, I have Pierre at four. And I'm okay with. I, I understand what you're saying. Well, Sean Strickland, like, we still can't believe he's the middleweight champion in the world. Uh, but uh, and he may not be here, uh, you know, this time in two weeks. But we'll uh, we'll talk about that on next week's show. Uh, as we preview, uh, what is it, two UFC 297? 297. 297. Yep. So, and listen, though, and I and I and I'll I'll even say this for just for recency bias, just for recency bias purposes. 
Um, you know, DDP is like number eleven. You could, you could, yeah. You know? Hey, DDP. Well, I mean, we we'll redo the list uh, in a few weeks, maybe before the next pay per view. Right. And uh, you know, DDP, if he's the middleweight champion, and maybe Sean Strickland would disappear from the the Bodkins pound for pounds rankings. You know, hey, you you probably and you're pretty good on you're pretty good on that one. And you know, I, I'm really I'm really somewhere. You know, I'm a little torn because, of course, you know, last year this time we would have Kamzat Shemaev somewhere in this list. We would have had to because he was he was he's just not he, active enough. He's only fighting one time a year. It's hard for me. Right. It, it, it's it, it's it's like, you know, the boogie the boogeyman only comes out like on a full moon, on a blood moon, in the winter solstice. Like, but 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 last year this time, uh, definitely uh, Kamzat Shemaev would have been somebody to have, uh, you know, a little somewhere, maybe not at the top, maybe right there in the middle of that five, six, seven range. Um, and then you know, hey, look, uh, you got to throw in there. The guy that lost to Tom Aspinall somewhere towards the bottom. Um, and, of course, we can go on. Like, literally, when I think about it, like, we can go on and on about especially the the that heavyweights that could have been somewhere in there. Right now, in my mind, if you really want to say and lock, like just lock it in, you definitely have to put John Jones in there. And uh, you know, honorable mention, man. Like the honorable mentions for this one is uh, are hard. And, and not even put my guy Shavkat on there. You know, I love Shavkat. Oh, Shavkat right there on the back end too. Yeah, you know, yeah. one of the mo- one of our one of our future uh, possible champions that we discussed on last week's ep- episode. So definitely Shavkat, Romanov. We we put him right there between in that 11, 12, 13 range. I'm definitely with it. And uh what's my guy? I, I just was I just was trying to think of my guy's name. Uh with the with the Bellator. He's the heavyweight champ now. What's my what's my what's his name? Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader right there at 12 uh, or 13. I don't know what you Bader are. at 13. You man. love Bader for some reason. I don't know why. If you listen, if you ever played UFC two um, <laughs> You know you swinging hard with first swing for the person with Ryan Bader, man. So shout out to Bader on this one, man. Old man Bader still out here doing it big. Yeah. Uh, I, before we get into this uh, card, I, I do want to ask you what's your thoughts, initial thoughts on? Uh, we got news on Francis uh, Naganu versus uh, Anthony Joshua. Mm-hmm. I mean. They're talking this, you know, they're talking, hey, Francis, for all purposes, everybody who thought Francis fumbled the bag and and messed up leaving the UFC, by God no means did he. That was the perfect business decision. This man's about to make $20 million probably just fighting Anthony Joshua. And that doesn't include the 15 probably he got from fighting Fury. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now he's going to fight AJ, uh, they believe, sometime in March, I believe. Right. Listen, man, once again, uh my 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 appreciation goes out to the Sheikh, uh Alhamdulillah, you know what I'm saying? Uh salam alaikum and all of that good stuff. Because if we could ever go to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and watch a fight like Francis Nganu versus Anthony Joshua, I, I don't know, man. Like, you know, when people talk talk about fighters who won or or have won uh from the past year, like I I gotta throw Francis in there. Although it's a technical loss to Fury that's on his record, like he lost to 
Arguably, he won the he he lost yeah. the fight, but won the night. Yeah, exactly. He he lost arguably to the best fighter in in the in the weight division. And when I say his he first lost, fight, his first, was, he, his first fight, he put the best. Now we're gonna fight the next best guy, Anthony back. Joshua. Right, and and now you got to fight. Now you get an opportunity to prove to everyone that Anthony Joshua is is somewhat on your level. I really think I think it's an underestimation of of Ngannou, man. I really do. I think it's a huge underestimation. Somebody's going to get clipped. And, you know, um, when Joshua fought Ruiz a few years ago and, and jo Anthony Joshua, I clearly underestimated a huge, pudgy, uh, you know, over not even overweight, but out of shape looking uh, Ruiz that time. That's when he got put on his behind and lost his title the first time. So yeah. let's hope that uh, Anthony Joshua doesn't go into – Francis Ngannou's fight, or the Francis Ngannou fight, and, and Riyadh, and, and take him lightly. I, I'm hoping to see Mike Tyson join him in the corner again, and, and and definitely give him some some pointers. But we already know Francis is tougher than tough, and rougher than rough. And when those hands get to swinging, man, I, I hope you I hope you got uh, metal plate in your jaw. <laughs> uh, we know Joshua's got a, a jaw that can be cracked because we've seen it cracked a time or two. Sure. Uh, I actually like Francis's uh, chances in this fight, uh, obviously from what we saw against Fury. And I know AJ will probably take him a little bit more serious. Uh, but, man, I mean, it only takes one from Francis, and I, I think he could put Joshua down. Man, listen, and, uh, and you, you're exactly right. And to me, and this is just as a as a, a boxing purist, like I just watch it. I know I watched boxing since I was a kid. I watch like if you think about Fury, and we've seen Fury in those top ranked fights that they had on Friday last on Fridays last year and the year before. Fury is way more evasive and way more defensive in to me than Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua wants to go in there and fight, which kind of leaves him open for the possibility, way more possibilities. Are getting knocked out then and got by Engano than Fury, so I'm looking for this one to be a, a really good one. And I, but I'm 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 hoping that it, it goes the distance again and we get to see some fair scoring this time. Fair yeah, scoring. I don't want it to go the distance. I hope I want I want somebody to get knocked out so we don't even got to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, keep it out of the judges' hands. I I take yeah. I take that one too. Yeah, Definitely. I always but, keep yeah. a try to keep it out of the judges' hands. Hey, and there may not be two better fit guys fighting each other. Uh, I mean, in heavyweight division, than Anthony yeah. Joshua and Francis. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. say what your grand our grandmothers would call them, uh, brick uh, outhouses. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, that like a exactly brick, uh, yeah, brick shit house. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what the the two of those gentlemen are. And and I'm telling <laughs> you, it it's somebody has somebody's got to get laid out on this one, if, especially if it's not going to the scorecard. Hey, you know what? Before we get into that. Did you hear about uh, Dana White's uh, offer to Cowboy Cerrone? Yeah, I did. See, I think you sent it to me uh, to, for Cowboy Cerrone to ride his bull. Right. Uh, yeah. He said, yeah. He said if he lasts eight seconds, he's gonna do, he's gonna give him a hundred thousand dollars if to he his gives. charity. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's gonna donate a hundred thousand dollars to his charity. Um, I think that that's pretty cool, Cowboy Cerrone. Everybody knows, man. One of one. That's another one of my favorite all time. UFC fighters, classic fights, and now that he is not under USADA regulations, if you go Google Cowboy Cerrone, Cowboy Cerrone is jacked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jacked. For sure. <laughs>
Uh, let's get into it. Let's get into this week's. Uh, finally, we got some fights on Saturday. Um, it is uh, headlined. At, man, can we get out? the? It's 2024. Can we get the fuck out of the apex? Let's. I mean, I hate the apex. Like, <laughs> I mean, you got to warm up the, the apex every once in a while. Uh, like, I hate it. I hate it. Like never do any fights. It was great during COVID times. COVID's dead. We can forget about it. Uh, like let's let's get out of the apex. Let's just every a hey, let's just do. Hey, I don't care if they just let you know what I mean. They should just do events somewhere. Uh, I don't care if it's the same place every weekend. They should just buy the sphere and put fights <laughs> in the sphere every fucking weekend. Oh man, that'd be great. But listen, man, the apex is like your mom's 1978, 1987 LTD. You just got to cut it on and cut the lights on every once in a while. <laughs> Make sure it's still going. Throw some, throw yourself in there. Have a good time and then get right back out. So shout out to the Apex man. But yeah, let's uh let's jump into it. Uh, we got uh, it's headline. Our head, the main event here is none other than um, Magomed Ankaleev, uh, who is eighteen one and one, and versus Johnny Walker, who is twenty one and seven. Uh, remember they were they were fighting in Abu Dhabi and it was a doctor stoppage. Uh, Ankaleev hit him with the knee. Uh, to a downed opponent, and the doctor asked Johnny, "You know where you're at?" And he said, "The desert." And I guess that wasn't a good enough fucking answer. Technically, <laughs> that was, he was right. I mean, I don't know where they was at. I would have said the desert too. Right. Um, so the rest said, "Hey, we're stopping this." They obviously have rebooked this fight. Um, the uh, fa- heavy. I mean, Ankaleev is the heavy favorite at minus five fifty here. Uh, Johnny Walker at plus three eighty five. Uh, the, the Ankaleev's last few fights have just been wild. Remember, he had the no contest against oh, Johnny Walker. Then he had a draw against uh, Jan Bohovic, uh way back in December uh, of tw- 2022. Right. After Before that, though, he was on a three-fight str- uh, winning streak. Beat uh, Vodakir Otismeyer, Odes- Tiago Santos, and Alex Smith. Actually, before that, I take that back. He was on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He had won eight in a row. So, uh, you know, the guy had been uh, just lights out. Um, and now he's fighting Johnny Walker coming off. So after the draw, uh, and then Johnny Walker, I mean, who's also just known for weird fights and doing weird stuff. Remember Johnny Walker hurt his shoulder for doing the worm after a celebration. Right. He did the worm too hard. Yeah. Uh, and then he was, he had won his last three fights before the no contest that beat Alex Smith, Paul Craig and Kudabella. Uh, his last loss was that I remember when he fell back, like uh, when Jamal Hill uh, knocked him out. It was like when the, I, as somebody said, uh, it's when the, when the toys, Toys when Andy's mom comes in at Toy Story. Oh, and Toy Story, and everybody falls. Yeah, that's uh, and that's uh, that's the main event. What are you thinking here? Uh, like I said, Ankale of the uh, per heavy favorite here uh, in this uh, in on this fight. Man, listen, Magomed Ankaleev. It takes you a little while to say the name, but it doesn't take him that long to get you on the ground and possibly knock you out. Um, I gotta just just keep it real. With this one, I was watching the Jan Blahovich, uh Magomed Ankaleev one, and that was one of those light heavyweight matchups where, when they say it was a draw, like that was a true draw. Um, and I and I and I say that in the aspect of saying that if he gave uh, Blahovich, you know, pretty much all he could stand, 
Uh, I, I see him taking Johnny Walker out because he was he was he was taking he was taking Johnny Walker to the shed for just a moment, and then of course you know maybe in a spur of the moment quick decision the you know with the knee down you can't put it you can't put your knee on the opponent's head and bow that's what happens. Um, so unfortunately we get this well fortunately and unfortunately we get to see this one again. I'm looking for uh, Magomed Ankaleev to not let this last long. To be honest with you, um, it's it's rightfully so that they get to run it back. But uh, Magomed Ankaleev, is, if we're starting the year off on the right foot, uh, definitely has uh, his height, his sights set on possibly getting to get to the title once again, bro. And I'm and I'm definitely with that one. No disrespect to Johnny Walker. What's going on, Rob? Appreciate What's up, Rob? you for jumping in. But I'm definitely looking for uh Magomed Ankaleev to do the right thing and take him out, man. Go ahead. You know, it I don't get me wrong, I like Johnny Walker, but this is one of those I'm outmatched. I didn't know it. Oh my god, and, and he made a mistake, you know, because in any other in any other aspect, I don't think it would have been that way. Yeah, I I think Johnny Walker I like Johnny Walker just always does some wild shit in his fights. And I think if he does something wild, he's gonna get caught by Ankaleev. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen Johnny kind of do some uh crazy things. Uh Ankaleev just I don't he he is kind of a snooze fest fighter to me at times. Uh, but I'm right there with you. Uh that I'm gonna I'm hammering home Ankaleev in a pretty even though he's the pretty heavy favorite here uh on Saturday night. Uh, the co-main here is uh, Matthias Nicolau versus Manel Cape in a flyweight bout, uh, battle of top flyweights. Uh, Nikelu is uh, 19-4-1. and Cape is 19-6. and Mikhail um, Cape is the favorite, close favorite here at minus 275. Uh, Nicolau is uh, plus 225. Nicolau's last few fights out, he lost his last fight to Brandon Royval. But before that, uh, he was on a four, five. He was on a one, two, three, four, five, six fight winning streak, yeah. uh, and you know just lost to a guy who just fought for the title. Uh, and for Manel Cape, he's on a he's on a four fight winning streak. His last time out, uh, he beat uh, Dos Santos in unanimous decision. So, uh, and that was back in. Uh, UFC 293, so just not too long ago. Right. Listen, man, Manel Cape, one of those guys where no, I don't, hey, I remember was it a hey, Manel Cape after he won, he called he was supposed to fight um uh wasn't he supposed to fight um what's uh, that kid's name from um uh, uh Australia? You know, he hangs he's with um what is his name? It's escaping me. And he caught him. He caught him. The F. The F. Uh, caught him a bunch of F. A. G. G. O. T's and. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. You remember, yeah. he got on the microphone. Uh, he was. What was it, man? Now I gotta look up this. What was? Yeah, this? we I, now you because you make you saying it. It's making me draw a blank. Um, uh, great stuff. Keep it up there. Hey, thanks, man. Vegas bench warmers. We appreciate it, bro. Um, listen. Oh, Picard, France. That's who Cape was supposed to fight. France. Right. Okay. I got you. So this is one of those ones right here where I'm stuck on right where it needs right there in the middle because uh, Manel Cape, I got a chance to look back at some of his fights on just a stream, like a couple of minutes of him. He's got a really unorthodox style. Uh, Mateus Nikalu, 
once again, we already know how it is. You get that brown belt, that black belt in there. When you got the jujitsu, you got to worry about that ground game. And, of course, it's prevailed for him in his last few fights. I mean, this is kind of a toss-up here where if you want to go with the underdog, you can. But, man, let me tell you something. I'm not going to sleep on Manel Cape in this one. Give me, I'm going to roll with my guy, Rob Nakamura. What's going on? He's over there talking about give me Cape. Uh, definitely give me Cape on this one because I'm, and I'm not saying anything native because if you're looking at the Kalu's roster of who he beat, I mean, what? Devroig, Elliot, you know what I'm saying? Of course, we, when you talk about Tim Elliott, that's a tough one. Yeah. Devroig, Chanel, like Chanel, like he's had some really good wins, even though he's coming off of a tough loss. Uh, uh, from Brandon Roy Vile, and Brandon Roy Vile is not to be slept on at all either in this division. Yeah, he just so, fought for the title, so right, and, and that and that's the deal. If you you when you just when you got to go against the guy who goes to fight the guy, you know, if you took a loss, it's, it's not necessarily a bad one. So right here, is it going to continue and go to two losses in a row against Manel Cape? Who knows? But I'm rolling with Manel Cape on this one, bro, for sure. I'm right there with you, just for the simple fact. I want Manel Cape to win. Uh, Mikhail Cape is six. Uh, Mateus Nicolau is five. Uh, so I want Cape to win and I want them to rematch up him and Kai Car fans because I'm all for the drama and the storylines. Uh, they had some real beef. Cape was getting into it, uh, it with uh, Izzy in the mm-hmm. press conference the last time, last fight out. It's all coming back to me now. Right. Uh, you know, so um, give me Cape to win this one too. I'm right there with you. Hey, man, listen, I like Mikhail's Cape spirit. Uh, when when you get a when you get in those higher up, man, you you got to make some noise. And he's been rattling some cages lately, so let's see if he continues to win, so he can stay in that on that upward ascent that he's been on so far. Ooh, I like the next one too. Go ahead, tell him about the next. one. Yeah, uh, oh, our old my we like to call him Uncle K, uh, my buddy Kenny Miller. We call call him uh, his Uncle Jim, and his uh, Uncle Jim Miller is fighting. Uh, you know, the ageless wonder that is Jim Miller is on this card. uh, He's fighting Gabriel Bentonese. Jim Miller is actually the favorite. Uh, Jim has been on a a nice little uh, one his last time out before that he had lost. But before that, he had won three in a row. Uh, Nonetheless, for the great uh, future Hall of Famer, I think you got to say for Jim Miller. Uh, I I love, you know, just old fashioned guy been been around. I uh, hope he wins this fight and they put him on UFC 300 because he was on UFC 100, 200. Let him be on 300. I don't care who he fights at 300. It could be uh, Tony Ferguson. Uh, could be let him <laughs> and Tony fight in a loser leaves town match. That's kind of what I'm saying. Or um, uh, Clay Guido. That him and Clay could fight ooh, at, ooh. at UFC 300. Two old dogs again. Put loser the leaves down match or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, loser leaves town match. Uh, Jim Miller and Tony Ferguson or. Jim Miller and uh, you know Clay Guido. I'm I'm Clay okay Guido. with that. I I, I, I hope uh, I hope Jim wins this fight against ben, Benitez on Saturday night. Hey, listen, man. Straight up, everybody knows the deal. He does need to retire. That's why I said him and Jim Miller at UFC 300. <laughs> uh, loser leaves town match. Talk about please no more Tony fight. Come on, man. El hey, that's everybody. Nobody wants to see Tony. Nobody we love wants to Tony, see any more El Kukui, More than especially me. I'm a I'm a huge fan. I think Jim hangs them up. Win or lose. Oh, my bad. You clicked on it, too. We got yeah. yeah. Bruh. Oh, listen. Check this out, man. 
Craig, no, I'm saying at UFC 300, let him fight on 300. Yeah. Not, he doesn't need to hang it up this fight, but at 300, let him hang it up. Listen, if we get Jim Miller, full beard and mullet, it's going down, okay? I'm telling you, we get full beard, full mullet, Jim Miller. I, I'm sorry, Gabriel Benitez, you got to go, bro. Old man, 40 years old, want to show you how it's really done out here. The classic wrestling style, of course, in, in the MMA still is prevalent, pre more prevalent than ever. Um, and Jim Miller ain't, ain't going to let you slide with one of these, oh, let's uh, try to pull guard on there. No, Jim Miller will take you out or if you no matter which position you get yourself into or try to, you know, especially if you're trying to submit it. Because, hey, let, I'm not – and I'm not knocking uh, Benitez, of course. You know what I'm saying? He is a seasoned fighter with the amount of fights he's got under his belt. That Brazilian jiu-jitsu of his is dangerous. We're talking 23 and 11. It is definitely not to be slept on. But somehow, some way, two southpaws – I see somebody getting taken out on this one, and I'm definitely thinking Jim Miller. Because let's see, you know, Benitez, man, he's uh, he's a little iffy on his last couple of fights. I mean, you know, Nama, Quartetilio, he lost. He, he's been getting knocked out, too. So mess around Jim Miller, find that draw with that left hand, bro. It, it might be over kind of quickly. Or choke you out. I hope, hey, let's all hope Jim Miller wins on Saturday, fights at 300, and then maybe hangs it up. I do want to get uh, one more fight in here to talk about uh, on Saturday night, and that's uh, Ricky Simone. I mean, Ricky Simone was uh, a guy that was kind of on the up and up uh, against Mario Batista. Uh, Ricky Simone, 20 and 4. He is the favorite here at minus 185. Uh, Mario Batista at 13 and 2. Uh, Ricky Simone's last time out, he did lose to Song Yan Dong. But before that, I mean, he was on a run, uh, beat Jack Shore. Uh, before that, he was on a one, two, three, four fight winning streak. Or take three, five, five, five uh, fight winning streak. Mm -hmm. But it seems like every time he got into that upper echelon, uh, he took a loss, lost to Rob Font, and then kind of beat some guys, uh, beat Jack Shore, and then you know, took on uh, Song Yudong and uh, Song beat him. And then Mario Batista, who's at uh, 13 and two, this is kind of his first big steps, uh, you know, kind of climbing the ladder here. Uh, he, this guy is on fire here with, uh, he is, he hasn't, he's on a one, two, three, four, he's five, five winning streak. Uh, mm -hmm. His last time out, he beat Damone Blackshear back in August. So, mm -hmm. uh you know, Batista is a guy kind of on the up and coming here. Um, straight up and down, man. This is one of those ones I like to look at because you know why? This is a anything goes type of fight. Y'all know how to y'all we all know, man. We know how the bantam weights get down. They bang, they slaying and banging. It's really happening. But this is one where I want to say I, I I was slipping around. I, I want to say I watched that that uh that Brian Keller fight. And I was like, yo, how is he going to pull this off? And somehow, some way, he slipped, got him on, got his back, submission, done deal. I love Pretty Ricky on this one. Don't get me wrong. Pretty Ricky is what they call him. But Mario Bautista, if you get caught slipping somehow, some way, either on your back, on that ground, you leave your arm out too long, it's, it's not, it's not going to end well. You're going to end up uh, tapping like you're trying to get a service at the hotel front desk. Okay, so for me, I definitely <laughs> want to go with Jose Bautista on this one. I mean, Mario, I say Jose Bautista, <laughs> baseball. Uh, Mario Bautista on this one, man. So fronts, uh, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and put that down. But I wouldn't be surprised if Ricky Simone, 
figures out a way to 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 not have uh Mario Bautista's strengths be seen in this one. But I but I definitely put my bread with Mario uh for the win on on this weekend, bro. Yeah, I, you know what? We're, we're in unison here. I like uh, Batista. Ricky Simone's 13. Batista's trying to get into the rankings. Uh, I like Batista to win uh, to keep to keep it rolling and get in uh, break into the uh, the rankings here uh, mm-hmm. ne- by this time next week. So I do want to shout out uh, the Angels Wonder Andre of Arlovsky's on this card as well. Hey. I mean, Arlovsky's a pretty big favorite too at plus 500. Uh, none other than uh, you. Know, so uh, you know, former heavyweight champion of the world, uh, Mark uh, Andre Ar- Arlovsky. So, do want to shout him out. He's on this card as well. Uh, hope he wins too. So he's fighting up another up and comer. But uh, let's see if Arlovsky can get that old man strength and 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 win one more time here. Definitely, man. Hey, Arlovsky, if you know, you know, it's dangerous. Uh, one of those first fighters when I, you know, when you when you start looking at uh, those old fights and they got them custom mouthpieces on the last, he had the the vampire fangs. I was always with that. Hey man, big shout out to somebody or somebody on the main card, man, Phil Hawes. Yeah, yeah, Phil Hawes on this card too. This is this is the one I want everybody to keep their eyes on. Phil Hawes don't really play, man, uh, but he has been on the downslide. He's a dog in this one at plus one ten. Okay. Yeah, he's he's definitely a dog in this one. Bruno for Bruno Ferreira Ferreira. I I like how this looks, but Phil Hawes is one of those guys where his wrestling and his wrestling acumen have always somehow not played into this fight. But of course, going up against Bruno Ferreira, he might be able to get this one off, man. Phil Hawes is a, a, a guy with heavy hands, but if he could get you on the ground and go ahead and get that ground and pound going. I like Phil Hawes in that one too. So big, you know. Okay, come up off the snide, Phil. Get that. Get yeah, he's that lost three out of his last baby. four, though. I'm a little worried with. I think he's. He got to get off the ground, man. He's got to. He's got to come <laughs> up one time, man. He, he's lost his last three out of his last four. Uh, where uh, Breno is, he's won. Uh, well, before his last time out, had won one, two, three, four in a row. So. Mm-hmm. I take that yeah. back. He never lost until his last time out. Never so lost. he was, yeah, ten. He had won ten and straight till his last time out. So mm-hmm. I, I actually like uh, Fierro uh, Fierro to win this one. Actually, over Phil Haas. So, God, um, man. Well, good yeah. luck, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, Phil. Well, before we got out, before we get you, we get out of here. You got a thing to add before we get out of here tonight? Oh man, hey, look, check this out. Uh, Boxing world. Make sure you keep your eyes. Open is really going down. Possibly Rose Romero and uh Teofimo Lopez. Oh my god, it's really gonna happen this time. We all know Rolly Romero's been one of those guys who's been in the division in and out, going, Hey, look, I'm watching these guys from afar, nobody's worth it. But then you got Teofimo Lopez, Teofimo's always going, Man, hey, they're not gonna pay me enough to fight these bums because Teofimo is electric when he gets to the ring. But I think this is going to actually happen. I'm going to keep you updated on that one for sure. And then, uh-oh, what's going on? Are we going to see Canelo fight somebody, for Christ's sake? Somebody worth Canelo's uh, time? I think it is actually going to happen. The Benavides-Canelo fight is is in the middle of uh, getting negotiated right now. You know how boxing negotiations are. They are, like, so nip and tuck and, and pull. And, you know, I'm worth 
65 and you're worth 35 and I get more. It's ridiculous, but but that's how the sanctioning bodies do when you come. Hey, let's say you go into Saudi and then Saudi just says we're both gonna give you 18 million dollars in the show. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I give you all the money, my friend Habibi. I give you all the money, Habibi. Okay, but listen, I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to some really some really really good boxing coming up in the year of 2024. Um, and of course, as soon as I get it in, a uh, big shout out. To a hot boxing minute. If you if you are into boxing, you got TikTok. Anybody watching? Um, search for at hot boxing minute. That guy, especially or on Twitter too, hot boxing minute. That guy's always on point with all of the analysis after the negotiations are done. Somehow, some way, uh, that's who I follow. And then, I, of course, I do my own research on the back end. But look out for hot boxing minute. And uh, you know how we do right here on head kicks and haymakers. Oh, look, they got a they got a one fight too. Shout out to one. If you got Prime, uh, if you got Amazon Prime, you know, one is on uh, Prime. So I think one's on Prime tomorrow, too. I just saw it on the TV uh, a couple couple minutes ago. So check that out, too. We, we, we might have a little conversation about that, uh, that kickboxing, man. See what goes on. Yo, uh, real quick, uh, it is reported and it looks like it's going to happen. It looks like it's going to be Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz in a boxing match. I don't. I don't know about you. It I could care less. Don't want to see. It. I'd rather see them fight in the UFC. Don't care to see either one in a boxing. I wanted unless it was going to be. It, if they're going to fight, it should be bare knuckle. Just bare knuckle, Jorge and and Nate bare knuckle. Want to uh, see them bleed some more? We've seen winner. Nate yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah one fight where they're going to be bleeding all over the place. Uh, winners right. should fight, uh, and then winners should fight Mike Perry. That's what I think. Oh my God! Then then Mike Perry just tears everybody apart. Um, look, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be keeping real with you. Where's the after party? That's all I'm saying. I don't care what <laughs> they're doing. Where's the after party? If it's Jorge Masvidal and the King of Stockton, you know they're having a good time when that fight is over, bro. Okay. That's why I said I'd like to see. I would like to see it uh, bare knuckle, man. It, it, listen, it, the thing is, you know, take it back to the roots. Uh, Jorge Masvidal started bare knuckle in the backyard with with Kimbo Slice watching. So yeah. I wouldn't be. I definitely wouldn't be afraid of it. And then of course. You get the bulldog Mike Perry on the sideline to jump in the ring and spit in somebody's face and say, I bet you won't do that to me. Uh, so I so I like that one too, man. So, hey, look, Jorge, hey, uh, you know, get get ready, bro. I know you've been off for a couple months. You know, put the uh, put this, put the straw down, put the bloods down, and get ready uh, to get some money, bro. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. So, I, and I, I don't really care for the glove part uh, if they fought. But if it was bare knuckle, I might be more intrigued by it just because it's two old dudes uh throw, throwing it up uh so uh craig says they'll make just as much money if not more without the without bare knuckles and have drinks together afterwards instead of laying in the hospital <laughs> yeah but craig man that's what fighting's all about you know I, I just think two guys who are legends in this sport should fight like i'd love to see them bare knuckle like just Listen, bare knuckle. But, but you i think you're sleeping on the aspect of you know, instead of the four-ounce gloves, you know, about 10-ounce gloves, and how long and how much damage the two of them could possibly do to each other. I think, you know, hey, look, they put it on the zone. They get a what's, – what's my guy nobody likes? The, you know, they get one of those one of those brothers. I can't think of him right now. I'm drawing a blank. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know which brother I'm talking about that nobody likes that likes to fight everybody that really is not a boxer. The, the yeah. Pauls, Jake Paul. Yeah, they get, one of, get one of the Pauls to put that on. They do it in Miami. It's a big spectacle. They get Snoop Dogg on the sideline to do the commentary. And then as soon as it's over with, 
we just light joints in the ring. That's that's, <laughs> that's, how, that's how that one could go straight up. And and then boom, it's a, it's a spectacle sponsored by uh, 0.5 wrapping papers and everything. <laughs> you know, it'll be a really big deal. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Tops. All my Tops papers rollers was really good. All my cone stuffers, I see you. You know what I'm saying? We we speaking in code right now. Catch on. But other than that. You know, hey man, I, I think I, I really I'm intrigued by seeing that. Trust me, it, it, it's not four. It's not the four ounce gloves. They put it on ten ounce gloves. They no no kicking, no kneeing. Maybe maybe we won't see uh, too much of too much blood from uh, you know uh, each other the, each other's faces. But that's what I said. Let them go bare knuckle, baby. Just old school <laughs> bare knuckle, man. I'm all I'll for see, it. I see Bacchus want to kill him, boys. You want him to go out? That's it. <laughs> yeah, hey, just hey, hey, just let it go out. Uh, hey, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll have a special guest. Shout out our guy, uh, Rob uh, Nakamura is going to join us. Uh, hopefully next week as we preview UFC 297. Is it 297? 297, I believe. Yes. Uh, so we'll preview that. Uh, Sean Strickland versus uh, DDP. We'll break down the whole card, make our predictions, give a lock and a dog on the card as well. Uh, looking forward to that. Might be the at all the fight, all the cards uh, till three hundred. That might be this. Might be the weakest one. Poor Canadians, uh, but nonetheless. Uh, you know, hey Miami, my that two ninety nine card. I know we talked about it at the beginning, but damn, that card is just in, in ridiculous. Hey, look, hey, look, wait, and, and one one last thing. Sean Strickland actually had a really good conversation with Theo Vaughn. If y'all, oh yeah, 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 yeah. If y'all, well, if, if well, y'all well, remember yeah. Theo Vaughn from the real world, I love Theo Vaughn right now on one good weekend or what is it? One next weekend or one last last weekend? Yeah. I love his conversations. Sean Strickland's a little. A little deeper than we thought. He's a little more troubled than we thought. Oh, I, no, I already knew. I already knew. Oh, shit. All right. Well, for me and Wit, my man Wit, this has been another great episode of Head Kicks and Haymakers. I'm going to hit that outro. We'll see you next week uh, as we preview UFC 297. Be a friend. Tell a friend, folks. Like, subscribe, share. See you then. I gotta find it first. There it is. Hey, Southern.